0: Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, uh, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus Curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girly by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car, without advice you could go far, and fuck things up and we make mistakes, talk about our sexy days. Welcome to episode sixty-nine of the Bed Hoppers podcast. My name is Mr H, and I'm Mrs H. I can't believe we've done sixty-nine of these fuckers, right? I, that, that's not the people that listen. I was going that's, to say,
1: it sounds like you've got sixty-nine people in the room.
0: We we, we have one <laughs> other person in the room, which we we'll, which we'll get to in a moment. But All there's right. something else that I want to talk about first. Go on. It is nearly our two-year podiversary.
1: Oh, March is our two-year podiversary, but what
0: date? Uh, I don't know. I, I just knew it was now-ish. Oh, right. okay. I'm going to say when you're listening, no matter when you're <laughs> listening, it is now our two-year pod hey. So please send us presents, gifts. Um, remember, we don't need any more bed hopper points. We've got quite enough of those bastards already. <laughs> We've got quite a lot of those. So yeah, 69 and two-year pod yeah, I think that's pretty good. Pretty big deal. So uh, before we bring on our special guest, who's having to keep very quiet over there in the corner, mm-hmm. back in your cage. Um <laughs> She doesn't look like she wants to be in that cage for that much longer. We shall unleash her um, soon enough, which is appropriate, given her name, perhaps. Um, One of the things we wanted to do was give you a brief update about the world around us and what's been going on. Uh, We've had so many people reach out and wish us well and support us and be extremely wonderful. So we just want to thank you for that. We want to give you a little bit of an update because it's not been easy recently. I'm
1: expecting a plague of locusts any minute. A swarm of them.
0: A swarm of locusts.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's no no lesson I deserve,
0: I think. Well, uh, do, do you mean for people thanking you? That's no, what they're gonna send just,
1: you? To, just to describe uh, the epically, sort of biblically awful things that keeps happening.
0: <laughs> epically, biblically. Yeah. I can't even say that now. Yeah. It's terrible, isn't it? So
1: the plague of locusts is imminent. I'm quite sure of that.
0: Okay. Well, do you want me to explain what's going on?
1: Yeah, go on. But make it short because everyone's fell up a bit now. <laughs> yeah. So
0: we're not going to dwell too much on this no. because um, we need something to cheer us up. Yes. But effectively... Uh, Mrs. H's mum uh, was last week given a terminal cancer diagnosis.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's a bag of dicks.
0: It was a bag of dicks. Well, that wasn't what caused it, I assume.
1: That's not what the doctor said either. He didn't come in and say, this is going to be a bag of dicks. But
0: I I think they found a tumour rather than a bag of dicks. A bag of Mm -hmm. dicks would have been a lot easier to take, perhaps. Perhaps. I don't know, actually. Could you take a bag of dicks? Uh, Could I? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bit low ebb right now, so probably not. What quantifies a bag of dicks? Tune in next week to find <laughs> out on the Bed Hoppers podcast. Um, so, yeah, we've been dealing with the, um, the unfortunate fallout of that and working through what's going to happen over the coming weeks and months, if we have them, really. So yeah. it's been a bit of a shock. Um, she went into hospital for something completely different and is yeah. still in there for something utterly different. So yeah. we're kind of handling that and kind of working through it. So... But, you know, we keep thinking that life can't get any worse. So, you know, hopefully there won't be a plague of locusts outside.
1: But we're keeping it relatively um, succinct because, you know, that's life and bad things happen to people all the time and we just get on with it.
0: Yeah, I think you just have to keep on. And you
1: know what? It's nice to find something other than bad stuff. Oh, We should say
0: keep on hopping.
1: Keep on hopping. Yeah, that should be
0: the a new like bumper sticker.
1: Yep, and <laughs> get it on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's many things I've put on a T-shirt, but keep on hopping might be the new one. I think. Is it
1: like the the follow on from Shit Happens?
0: Yeah, Shit yeah. Happens, keep on hopping. <laughs> okay. It's quite tough to say, I think, but I'm, I'm going to keep saying it until it's a mantra for me.
1: Uh, okay, I keep saying many things as a mantra, but nothing's happened so right,
0: far. Exactly that. So anyway, we wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody that's reached out, everyone that sent us messages on Twitter, Instagram, mm. uh, even Fab. Um, email um Mm. some people turned up rummaging through our bins and were were wishing us well so
1: people are universally lovely and in the bleakest of times people do the nicest things they do so i take comfort from that
0: and i bought your pair of shoes today so life can't be too bad
1: you are. A a little rainbow in my dark cloud.
0: Oh, I'm a happy little rainbow. Oh, let's just dwell on how amazing I am for the next five minutes. It'd be great.
1: Well, let's move on (laughs) (laughs) before your ego gets exponentially huge.
0: Okay. And before I depress everybody as well. (laughs) So moving swiftly onwards, we've got a variety of topics that Mrs. H has gathered for us today. So she is technically in the driving seat.
1: Wow, well, I don't know about that. So she
0: did a, a brief two and a half minutes worth of research before we jumped on the mic and invited her good friend, who we're going to call Dr. Grant, over. Uh-huh. Hello, Dr. Grant. Hello. Oh, she leaned into oh, the hello. microphone. There.
2: Well, you told me I had to get close to the mic. You so do. I was like yeah. fellating it. I don't know how. I don't know how this is supposed to work. She's going to fit in really well. Yeah. do no, know. Just yeah. We'll see how we go.
1: So, should we um, should we explain who Dr. Grant is?
0: Yes. Um, so, Dr. Grant appears in Jurassic Park in <laughs> the first.
2: I'm a very well respected paleontologist um, <laughs> with a specific interest in velociraptor behaviour. So, this episode's all about dinosaurs. Cough, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, um,
1: we've invited Dr. Grant on because did actually, we explain who she was? Uh, well, we just said she's a paleontologist.
0: Okay. The, the, so <laughs> we just Ross
2: from Friends is a paleontologist. Oh, God, yeah, it is. Don't so, ever compare yourself to Ross.
0: So we went into the dinosaur shop and we stole <laughs> ourselves a paleontologist. And and here she is. Oh, is wow. It?
2: Okay. Yes. Um, Who well. just happens
0: to have the same name as someone from Jurassic Park.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing here, but I can talk about dinosaur breeding habits. you so love it, yeah, wouldn't would, you? would love that. I yeah. uh, uh, uh,
0: didn't say the magic word. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's just gonna be a whole plethora of um, Jurassic puns now, isn't it?
2: All the way through.
0: No. You've no, probably got not. plenty, haven't you? I don't I don't have any backed up at all.
2: I'm just you... watching Mr. H's like brain like must think of puns. Of course, you must have loads of dinosaur jokes ready.
0: No, I don't I don't need them. I can just You yeah. don't need them. No. I don't, <laughs> I don't need them. I'll just I'll just carry on as per normal. Hmm. So who who is Dr. Kramp? We still haven't got to the bottom of it.
1: Well Dr. Crump is a very good friend of mine. Okay. And Dr. Grant has been, uh, been in the know as it were about, um, our, what we do, you know, our, our non-monogamous lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she herself is strictly monogamous.
0: She's a muggle. <laughs>
1: She's a, yeah. mugg- She's a non-magic. I'm, I'm a squib.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: and you
0: could dream of being a squib.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish yes. I was a squib. Yeah. Squibs. Squibs go to Hogwarts? No.
0: squibs have some level of magic ability do they not or some sort of
2: maybe i I flunked out hogwarts first year that's probably an accurate actually assessment is is hagrid a
0: squib hagrid
2: Hagrid is not a squib hagrid got expelled
1: yeah it's um it's the the caretaker that's the squib
2: uh Uh, argus filch there we go there you go the
0: knowledge cat there we go i knew someone was a squib.
1: squib but I suppose by association is, is this
0: cat Mrs. Mrs Norris? Mrs Norris, yeah. There we go. Welcome to Potter Chat, <laughs> uh, mixed in with uh, bedhoppers. It's going to be a fun ride.
1: Dinosaurs and Harry Potter. What
0: more could you want? I'd love that. Wizards wor- versus, versus versus dinosaurs.
2: Oh my god! That's oh my amazing. god! Yeah.
0: Versus aliens. Yeah, just uh, because uh, I'm. That's just yeah, rounded up.
2: Just riding a pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's taking a God, really God. strange <laughs> turn. <laughs> <Who laughs> see that film. I'm just saying, who wouldn't?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go away and write
2: the script for it immediately. Can
0: we? Can we CG Alan Rickman back? It's it's what he was meant to do.
2: Yeah, but like in some of them leather trousers that um oh my God. and Malcolm wears. <laughs>
0: uh, this yeah, this is going very strange. It's taken
2: a real weird turn very but, but early. But this is like that
1: awful moment in that Transformer film where Grimlock... Let us not ever speak of the moment where Grim
0: <laughs> Grimlock is ridden by Optimus Prime in a yes, sweet, that, weird bit of Transformer that, making love that history. That
1: that you really, really didn't like. The, the,
0: there were many bits I didn't like in those films. But that was one particular that was, bit that <laughs> irked you. That, that upset me. It really did. It really upset me. <laughs>
2: I feel like the need to describe the pure rage that just came yeah. across <laughs> Mr. H's face. like The vein just throbbed really temporarily. I know, I shouldn't but have the gone one on my face, bit. yeah, the, on the tenth, yeah, oh, okay. That one, yeah, I know I shouldn't have gone. <laughs> it made Not every other face. vein shrink away, I can <laughs> yeah. tell you,
0: Michael Bay. You have a lot to answer for, anyways. Mm. Um, so what are we talking about today?
1: Well, I thought we'd have a bit of a debate. Oh, I know, is I know. it a
0: small debate or a <clears throat> well,
1: there's only three of us, so okay. it couldn't be described as a mass debate, but mm. it's, it's a debate, of okay. Sorts. Because one thing that I frequently talk about to with Dr. Grant, because shoes. Apart from shoes, yeah, because shoes obviously. shoes obviously are you know top of the list. But we do like to have a good natter about psy- Right, you can listen to me. Yes, I am right. listening. The psychology behind non-monogamy. Okay. Because we find it quite fascinating, and Dr. Grant particularly uh, found it interesting from the beginning when I told her what we do, and she had a billion questions to me straight away, which was you know obvious. And one of the things she said to me from the beginning was, "I'm not surprised." that you do this. And it's no great shock to me. Did
0: she say Mrs. H, you are such a slut? (laughs) (laughs) You know, taking it back.
1: (laughs) No, but one of the things she did say, which um, resonated with me was that we have a very healthy sex life. You and I. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's, that's always been the case. And I think um, one of the things that you might have said to me in the beginning was, well, you're always having sex. Don't surprise me. (laughs)
2: true story true story confirmed yeah Yeah, yeah, true story I did say that
1: um and you know over the the couple of years or so but you know we've talked about it we've we've talked about various little bits and pieces about why we do it and you know what we get from it that kind of thing and it's questions we get all the time from people again why do you do it what's in it for your relationship you know could you ever give it up you know what are the pitfalls that kind of thing but something that occurred to me recently, actually, was when you said in the beginning, oh, you have loads of sex, so you know, it's no surprise that you you do this. It got me to thinking, is that basically, you know, a perception that people have of the swinging community? That if you have loads of sex, then you must be into something a bit freaky. So I've got a little gentle list going on of questions I might ask Dr. Grant. Okay. And I've got no doubt you've got opinions on as well.
0: I'm never short of opinions <laughs> i to
2: say it's a really articulate way of saying I'm a nosy bagger isn't it really? like, <laughs> I've got some questions yeah but you know I love that we could talk about this sort of thing
1: together mm, I, um yeah and it was never me kind of trying to indoctrinate you into a cult of what we're doing but I always valued your opinion about what we did as well and the first thing you said was are you okay is your is your relationship okay and as long as you're happy crack on
2: oh I think the thing is is that there are far far too many people in our uh, inverted commas monogamous relationships who are in fact being unfaithful to one another right. and presenting themselves as a perfect family unit i could list off i could rattle off people i work with who i know have mm-hmm. actively been unfaithful to their other half and i think then i
0: can do this it's unethically non-monogamous confirmed.
2: <laughs> or cheating yeah um, Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we've all seen Nacho Cheaters. You know what happens. They go around in the van and they watch them.
0: I thought you said Nacho Cheetahs then. Oh, my God. Nacho I was cheaters. like, Nachos? I am in.
2: Nacho Cheaters. It
0: means you steal someone else's Nachos, I think.
2: Yeah. It's basically what Mr. H does when you and I go out is that he just... <laughs> Chuckles to himself and then just creates a massive pile of nachos that he eats. Yeah, I think
0: you find that that I roll about in them like um, Smaug and his gold.
2: Uh, All
0: mine. (laughs) See, you're cheating on
2: me with nachos. All
0: of the nachos (laughs) are mine.
1: Yeah, I, I, knew I knew it.
0: Confirmed. So it's
1: fine for you to seek other people's wives, but never nachos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Food is where you draw the line.
1: Nacho wives. Absolutely, wife. yeah. Don't you ever be unfaithful to me with nachos. <laughs> but I think the
2: thing is, though, is that there are so many hypocritical relationships out there where they are being unfaithful to one another. They shouldn't be in that relationship because mm. they're not happy in the relationship they're in, clearly. I think if you're being unethically non monogamous to somebody and that's not the arrangement you have, then it's in reflection that you're not happy in your relationship. Mm. Whereas I've always known you both to be extremely happy in your relationship with a very healthy sex life. <laughs> and actually it wasn't a surprise to me in that. Oh yeah. You guys will get freaking doing all the time. And this is just <laughs> part of the red room of pain that you guys have or some such <laughs> perception. It wasn't that it's that I mean, you're a both a very sexually, uh, <laughs> um, adventurous, but articulate and emotionally articulate with one another. Um, and I've also always known that you are bisexual as well, and that that was probably an element of mm. that. Um, that just you know just widened your sexual repertoire as a couple. Oh, what a lovely way of putting it! Yes, another tool in the sexual arsenal.
1: There you go. We're not we're Where not we being sleazy. We're widening our sexual repertoire.
2: Well, I just think that <laughs> hint of sleaze. I think there's a lot of pain in the world that probably could be getting gotten rid of if people were just more accepting of sexuality in general, of their own sexuality, within reason. Um, I've got a lot of friends in the BDSM community, and the mantra is always safe, sane, consensual. So if people are doing that, mm. I, whatever's your, whatever's your kink, whatever's your thing, you know. <laughs>
0: If it's illegal
2: and people are getting hurt, then I Um, understand. Yeah, absolutely. But if we look at, for example, systemically with things like the Catholic Church, how much pain has been created by enforcing celibacy Mm. on a group of people who probably initially had normal, healthy, human sexual desires, but along the way, this horrible thing has happened and come out of it. And a lot of that has to do with you're expecting a group of people who are human who have sexual desires, to not completely suppress that. And Mm. of course, then that desire becomes perverted and something horrible happens. I'm not a psychologist, but there's been a lot of studies into that. There is, absolutely. And Mm. I think that's completely endemic, really.
0: So what you're saying is don't join the church, be a swinger.
2: Yeah, everyone will be happier.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, I think I got the most out of that message.
2: Yeah, no, I I just think that... Uh, sexuality has always been a means of. I come from a history background, obviously, Dr. Grant. Um, has been a means of controlling people, particularly women, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of perception comes from. Um, and I think that we're still suffering from a hangover of that a little bit. Um, and people generally tend to be happier if they kind of can liberate themselves from that sort mm.
1: of. And I think generally enticing. the the non monogamous community are are very clear on their communication channels of each other. And the reason it works so well is because we're so hot on the communication and making sure that we're doing what we're doing and it's not hurting our partner and that we're doing it consensually and we're committed to not just being infidelious. You're Which very quiet, still sounds
0: like a Harry Potter curse. <laughs>
2: Videlious. <It's> Videlious. <laughs> yeah. And then their trousers just come down. <laughs>
0: Back to Potterwatch.
2: Wait, are these the leather trousers that yeah, the leather trousers
1: wearing whilst he's riding yeah, the but you, T-Rex? but you know about
2: my guilty crush, Nolan Rickman, so... Uh, it's one I share with you. Yeah, because he did wear yeah. some leather trousers in Robin Hood, Prince of yeah, Thieves, and that true. was enjoyable. Very true. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think of all the couples and marriages... I know, I would say that you two are the strongest in terms of your weightlifting ability. <laughs> yeah. You just clean <laughs> and jerk Totally right bench press <laughs> <past> me. Um, <laughs> I clean and
0: jerk over my head so many times.
2: <laughs> Again, that's what happens on natural night. Um, yeah, it just I just think that in terms of you have such a strong emotional connection, but you you talk about your relationship and your emotions more than any other couple I know. And so you're so in tune with one another that actually when you said to me this is what we're doing and I was like yeah okay because actually out of every couple I knew (laughs) if anyone was going to do it yeah but you (laughs) would be the most emotionally equipped to manage that and any potential fallout from it because I've got friends who have considered bringing a third party in Mm -hmm. you know and I think we'd all be surprised by how many people (laughs) you know have had that conversation but actually if you took a step back and look at that relationship maybe then the jealousy might start to come Mm. in and and that sort of insipid thing that creeps in when that sort of thing happens. And actually you two are so open and you've had to really fight to be in the relationship you are in. So knowing your history, but, um, <laughs> potted history but actually <laughs> you know so for that reason you guys aren't going to throw it out the window for something you weren't ultimately committed to do you think um the act of consenting
1: non-monogamy then contributes to people having a stronger relationship ultimately do you think it stops people from cheating and straying and running off with other people and doing i'm gonna jump in back? on this go so
0: I, so i think um people go in with different reasons mm-hmm. and depending on the reason and their approach uh will we'll we'll, we'll have an impact on the the sort of mileage that they get out of it so for some people they'll they'll go in and they'll be looking to just fuck everything and they're using it as a replacement for their own excitement that they have at home or or or, or to just um get away from what's at home
1: or because their own sex life is not great yeah
0: and i think those sort of experiences or those sort of approaches don't tend to work that that well in the long run and where we've um, Spoken to people and met people that have have had that approach. More often than not, those those relationships have either folded, or the the their, their approach and the lifestyle has folded. So they've they've very quick. It's you know it's spat them out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The people that that tend to be uh, much more long lasting tend to be those with uh, a much better connection and a much better um, sort of thought process behind it, and they're going in to share something as an experience, and and therefore it doesn't tend to spit them out as much. Of course, there's jealousy and moments where it goes wrong, mm. but actually their ability to communicate tends to be a lot better and their ability to get through issues tends to be a lot better as well. So,
1: so we're trying to enhance something rather than patch something up. Yeah. And Are I think throwing that's, something at it and go, let's see if this happens then. Yeah.
0: And I, I think, you know, it, it all depends on what you're going in for and why. And some people, you know, it might be that the relationship's absolutely great, but they just want to add some extra sexy spicy times to it and that Mm. you know if that's what they're after that that can you know be a real thrill ride for them but you know it's um if you don't have the right reasons or don't have the solid enough relationship at the beginning Mm. or or you're not 100 percent sure um then it can it can really damage you i think actually that's not quite true i think you can be not 100 percent sure about it but you just need to be able to deal with the fallout of it if it's not for you when you try it
2: yeah no absolutely you're right i think if you're unstable when you enter into it all it's going to do is widen any fissures that are already cracks in your relationship they're just going to split open because mm. you've not got that foundation i think it's a really interesting point you make about whether consensual non-monogamy is an alternative to people who are staying together longer i think i've got two Oh, differing opinions about that I think for certain people it does work because you've got the right relationship and the right foundation I think consensual non-monogamy is also something that is is a card that is drawn from the cheetah's <laughs> handbook um well the concept of marriage is antiquated or the concept of monogamy is antiquated and we were all monkeys once chimps in the zoo and we would just shag about and that's how we're meant to be and so I'm not going to change my poor behavior because I am Evolutionary program to Isn't just go Scarlett out Isn't it Scarlett
1: Johannesson that said recently people are not designed to be monogamous? I think that's Yeah, I um, but I
2: think that if you're looking at this from an anthropological standpoint, initially, no, we we're not designed to, but actually, you've constructed a society over hundreds of thousands of years. Where we have survived in family units, mm-hmm. and that has evolved,
0: but also haven 't we constructed a society where, for example, women are seen as second class citizens, yeah, so absolutely. you know there is an argument to be said that that you know society in itself needs to be rethought and reviewed in that way in terms of how we accept many normals that are yeah. just and existence. we talked
1: about this a little bit earlier when we were we were talking about the sort of roots that we come from, and typically people. Meet, they fall in love, they have a family sometimes or not always, but and they they become this this as you say this family unit and it's it's typically a hierarchical right you are um meant to do this stuff and then when you know, when you try and break that a little bit and you say well actually what about my wants and my needs and I don't want to always be this family figure I want to break away and think about my own needs and that's when society turn around and go whoa you're just being sleazy. And you know, you just after sex all the time.
2: I think that's the narrative that you're presented with. And I think if you and I, I mean, were to reflect on the media portrayal of relationships as we've grown up, I know, Doctor Grant,
0: can you please point your face towards the microphone? I was thinking, I was amusing. Um,
2: I think that the narrative you're presented from a really early age, particularly if you're a woman, and particularly if you are of the sort of generation like me who grew up in the 90s and 80s is you watch, you're drip-fed a a diet of media, particularly films, where the narrative is boy meets girl, girl likes boy, get married, and then they have children. It's not get married, have children, and then together they explore consensual (laughs) non-monogamy and then bring in a third party. And when you look at films constructing that, I'm thinking of like sort of art house French films typically because they're all more sexually open-minded like The Dreamers and... Um, things like that where people bring in a third party, it's normally like, oh, sexy mayhem and shoes or something goes wrong and <laughs> people get emotionally caught up and things get unpicked. And the perception then is, you know, boy meets girl, good. Uh, anything outside of that, potentially bad. And I cannot think really off the top of my head of any memorable media portrayals of consensual non-monogamy where it's presented as a normal and or acceptable positive thing
0: there's very few very yeah, very, few. very few although when you said about growing up on films and boy meets girl and all this sort of stuff in my head i was thinking well the films i grew up on were um big robot dies <laughs> yeah. a young robot takes matrix destroys I mean, unicorn don't
2: have a threesome yeah. well i'm thinking like your, your standard like your 90s and yeah. early 2000 rom-coms of which many women have watched a million times over because you think this is the journey for me and this is what normal should look like yeah also you should be looking and behaving a certain way and eating a certain way and doing all the other horrible pressures that women are under um but i think one of the main things we're told is that is what a family unit looks like and that's you should... what you're
1: supposed to do and um, you know you not doing that. Is like oh you're a bit weird then, aren't you?
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think now we're, particularly in the past few years, I'm noticing that from when I was a kid, you know, blended families in terms of families remarrying and divorce and stuff was more common. But now we have, you know, marriages where people who are of every sexual orientation should and are able to marry and people have more are more open in their gender orientation as well. Um, and that's wonderful to see. So the family unit actually now is starting to look different and Mm. it should do very diverse um and we've seen examples like in the us more so than over here i think of people living in polyamorous Mm. marriages relationships and that works for them um i think there's still this pervasive 2.4 children
0: i think there is but i i I get the sense that you know i hope well i hope that we're on a sort of wave of change and and Mm. there is a level of of support for people who are who don't fit into that two point four category. And, you know, that's why we did a television show, Mm. because we want to, um, I hate the word normalize, break the stigmas stigmas of of what we do. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like because I don't feel like we should be ashamed of what we do. I feel like this enhances our relationship. And the second that it doesn't is is one that, you know, I don't think we'll do it anymore. But actually, while it is a, a really positive thing for us, you know, we want to promote it. That's why we do the show mm. is to to try and break down some of those barriers and help people looking to, to get started and, and help them to consider some things that, you know, perhaps they should avoid, like being sick on a muff or whatever. <laughs> you know. I mean,
2: some of the stuff that you guys have told me, I mean, I, I guarantee you all of the stories you've told Diluted. have probably happened to some woman on her own dating at some point. Like special brew has happened to every woman. I can guarantee you. He's not, he's not limited. He's not limited to a swinging universe. No, it's just you. universal. It's like a universal truth. Special brew is going to show up in your dating life at some point.
0: Well, actually, we had a suggestion that, um, as part of our social that we've got coming up, and by the way, there's uh, I believe just one ticket left at this oh, point. Brilliant, one ticket, nailing <laughs> it. Um, that one of the cocktails should be called Special, Special Brew. <laughs> I would
1: really
0: appreciate <laughs> it if you did that, please. Maybe we should just get one can and put it in the corner with a little light on it, and um, you <laughs> know, Just
2: Burberry cap, yes, just some socks, sports, socks, and a vape, some sports vape, vape machine, pull really high over it. <laughs> just, wow. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's just, uh, I think that it's not universal, but watching you guys go out and do that has been, mm. I mean, I'm a nosy beggar, so it's been phenomenal for me to watch. Um, Literally watching us when we have a direct yeah, video, like video feed. A little live <laughs> that ring doorbell that i installed on the inside of your house
1: (laughs) so i mean i i did have a follow-up question but i mean we've lightly touched on it already but my question was going to be why do so many people feel that they have to remain closeted and they they have to be anonymous and they can't tell people about this
0: well firstly i love a bit of light touch (laughs) secondly um i think there there is a stigma attached to um non-monogamy i think or ethical non-monogamy um whilst the world is starting to change or at least it feels that way it's not in a space where it is accepted and i think you know people can lose their jobs over it we've seen that happen uh, you know in the media before and you know like holly and michael i, th- I think mm. uh, michael lost his job uh, over this whole whole thing of them sad. being involved in it it is very sad um people are
1: very judgmental uh, we've known
0: people have had to quit their jobs because um they've had contracts in place of like sort of ethics yeah. Morality clauses, clauses, um, not mortality clauses. (laughs) Morality clauses, yeah, (laughs) not mortality. Though every time I hear um, morality, I think of Mortal Kombat, like it's an end finishing move. Do you? Morality. (laughs) I
1: I think of Moral Oral.
0: (laughs) oh Do you? I think of Moral Oral a lot. That was a good show. Um, But yeah, I think the 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 reality is is that actually being out um, does open you up to judgment and
1: oh, absolutely, and ridicule. Yeah, and you know, fear of reprisal and like losing friends.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the reason why we decided to go um, face out, you yeah, know... because we did that recently. Well, we, we did to, like,
2: butt out, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> face
0: off. I've <laughs> often been told to butt out. Yeah, butt um,
1: up. <laughs> but we, yeah, we, you're right, we decided to reveal our faces eventually, because the, the clandestine nature of, you know, having to feel slightly ashamed of not being able to show your face is, doesn't sit well with me.
0: But... The having a secret <laughs> and doing something naughty at the weekend is quite alluring. It it's was fun. very
1: exciting for the, for the first year or so, definitely. It was nice to have that Is it all old secret. hat now? Well, you know what? it gets... Oh,
0: honey, we only had naughty <laughs> with 52 people in this weekend. It was terrible. I do
1: agree to have a secret is quite fun. And it is nice to have a bit of a, oh, I've got this weird double life. And you know, if only they knew. But then, again, after a while, I feel a bit like, or oh, why should I feel like I, I can't talk openly about anything
0: i think there is a difference between being able to I'm not answer trying to feed
1: people details in graphic detail of what and I that's do. the
0: bit i think that that's the fine line isn't it you don't yeah. necessarily want to go broadcasting although <laughs> ironically he <laughs> says go, with, here yeah, "Yeah, here we are wow. but but you don't necessarily go um telling people who don't want to know about no, it but if someone asks you then i think or asks you um <laughs> then you tell them all about bluetooth sms gpr all that stuff. but you, you give them an honest answer and you tell them about about our approach or whatever mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the difference. I think when people start sort of broadcasting and almost preaching yeah. to people directly who don't want to know about it, it feels very inauthentic to me, it feels really um almost culty like yeah. become one of us
2: yeah, and I think that's the a perception that is quite pervasive and it's always been something that's quite um and it's something you joke about because that's... I mean, it's part of the British sense of humour, I think. The, the swinger jokes, like the pampas grass and, and the keys, keys in the bowl. bowl. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my parents have some friends who are naturists and they're lovely and there's nothing wrong. But we always used to joke and be like, oh, keys in a bowl. Like, don't drop the soap. <laughs> and we just used to do that because we were uncomfortable about them being so comfortable with themselves and ah, their own skin. And I go. think that's where you hit the nail on the head is people are uncomfortable with what they don't know and they also, if they're uncomfortable with themselves, the mirror is always looking inward and Mm. it's about them and how they feel about their own sexuality, their own perceptions of what's normal and when they're confronted by someone who doesn't adhere to that and is incredibly comfortable with it, they get... You have literally
1: taken my next question out of my mouth which was very much about about triggers and I was going to ask the question Um. (laughs) i was going to ask the question around um does the idea of non-monogamy as a concept cause cause these trigger reactions in people to look inwardly at their own relationships there and um, and feel that immediate fear factor jealousy factor the insecurity that they think that oh i would feel that if my husband asked me to do that i would immediately feel fear and insecurity you know and that that trigger rises as soon as you hear that someone is actually able to you know have their own relationship in a very very different dynamic
0: i think it's um quite a scary conversation it is. isn't it? it's quite a scary thing mm. to find out and i think unless you're you have an awareness of that that approach to life unless you've experienced it or seen it or witnessed it on even just television or whatever mm. then actually someone pulling this out of the blue would probably be quite worrying and going back to to some of the points dr grant was mentioning there i mean there's there's all these preconceptions of, of the lifestyle the dirty swingers that's my f- current hated one i but, hated you uh, like oh you hear, it, I hear nice. it a lot at work Fun enough dirty swingers yeah it can, swing I mean, you're comes...
2: out at work as well aren't you uh,
0: yeah yeah so um <laughs> wow. but i think it's i don't some of the people that have used that don't necessarily know or, or haven't thought about mm. it but it's a phrase that gets dragged out a lot it's like oh dirty filthy swings for one i'm exceptionally clean I, I smell <laughs> nice but <laughs> but true, it, i
2: can <laughs> smell him <them>. yeah
0: <laughs> smell a little bit close you'll be fine yeah. <laughs> But it is that kind of preconceived notion. So actually, you're, you're you know, you, you go to speak to your partner and say, "Well, it would be, don't you think it would be interesting and exciting to explore this thing?" Mm-hmm. And then you, you, you probably are going to immediately go to this sort of, uh, this keys in a bowl," image, mm-hmm. these dirty swingers," all this kind of stuff. And you know, because you haven't experienced it in any other medium, you haven't seen it or you haven't considered it. Mm-hmm. And the more stuff there is out there, the more tv more films and everything like that 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 exists the the better off the 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 lifestyle on this approach will be because actually it kind of normalizes it it and it it makes it less frightening and people are probably more open to try it what i have found interesting though is that um sort of the younger generation and for us that's swiftly becoming everybody um (laughs) tend to be much more off a with things like Twitter, uh, not Twitter. <laughs> they very, that's like old hat, isn't it? Uh, with things like um, grinder and um, field and all these sorts of mm-hmm. things, and it almost seems the norm for them to be able to hook up and have a threesome yeah. or or have relationships mm-hmm. that are I very between fluid several. Yeah, and, yeah. So I agree. you know, and I do wonder if that they're, they're even more open than we are it's just they don't tend to put a label on it
1: so maybe society is shifting then and it, in and the younger generation now are very much not necessarily looking to have that you know boy meets girl scenario mm. settle down have a unit boy meets family.
0: girl girl meets girl <laughs> girl marries dog
2: <laughs> yeah i think and, and funny enough i was having this conversation a um, a couple of hours ago in the car with Mr. Grant. Um because not a doctor. Not a doctor, <laughs> confirmed
0: Um i <laughs> not as clever as you.
2: <laughs> well we all know that, but <laughs> so, no. Sorry, darling. Um is that we were talking about on a slightly different topic, not that it's it's similar but not the same, but in terms of things like uh gender fluidity and I- gender identity. And when we were at school, when we were at college it was not a thing and you were either your sexuality was very different to your gender, but you were either male or female mm. and gay, straight, bisexual. Pretty much that was the wheelhouse. I don't
0: even think bisexual I really think existed. Was I, was uh, I mean, when I was at
2: university or school, like we were aware of it, but more so yeah. as I moved into the fray of the adult world. Um, whereas now you have, okay, gen, uh, se- sex, biological sex, but you also have intersex as well. And then you have so many genders a spectrum of gender, mm-hmm. as is right and proper. If you identify and feel your agenda, that's great um um Mr. Grant was like, "Oh, yeah, but that seems to be everywhere now, and everyone can decide what they are and in the older generation, that's certainly an opinion um whether I agree with that, I don't agree with that, but my thought behind it is is actually no, it's always been there. It's just that people are much more comfortable now coming forth and expressing mm. what they identify as and if you look at a lot of celebrities i'm thinking jamila jamil philip schofield all of those people who have gone actually i'm comfortable identifying this is my sexuality this is my gender mm, this is who i am it's not that suddenly there's like a weird gender plague that's emerged <laughs> and everyone's like pow be whatever i want now like there's some sort of i don't know my little pony and you're just coming out <laughs> going I'm the rainbow one today. No, you've always felt that way. You've always been that way. It's just that now you're comfortable.
0: I think there is something, though, uh, beyond the comfort of actually knowing what it is Mm. and it's the the understanding those labels identities and whatever and that's where i think they are useful and that it helps someone that's trying to figure out where they are in the world to be be able to say yes i think that's that might be me
1: yeah definitely maybe i can identify that now like
2: you know people who identify as pansexual i totally understand that um Mm -hmm. i would say i'm straight um i'm the straighter end of the spectrum but I think I just happen to have fallen in love and been in relationships with men. I don't discount that one day you could mm-hmm. bolt from the blue. If you fell in love with a woman, you can't rule that out. I'm mm-hmm. probably not just because I am a woman and I couldn't live with me. Um, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. But I think that you can't. And then what did you actually, call me? Oh, hilarious. Um, but you can't say that that's not going to happen to you. And I think pansexual is a really good way of saying actually I fall in love with a person, not their gender. Yeah. And there's kids out there or people out there and go actually I've always felt that way. That must that explains it, and they're happy. And the same's true with sexuality. Mm. The more you learn, the more you realise what's for you, and you go oh actually there's a name for this, and I'm not weird. I just am this. This makes sense to me now. This is mm. this is my thing. Oh okay. And makes I think that
0: well. helps everyone else get their head around what that might be as well. So, yeah. you know, it, it's much easier to tell your parents what something is if, if there is a label there rather than trying to explain the just the emotions behind it. Like trying to explain emotions is quite difficult enough as it is sometimes.
2: Yeah, emotions are very twisty tanny. It actually makes me think of... Um the really amazing program on Netflix sex education. Oh, and yeah, there was he's
1: talked about it. It's amazing. Oh, it's I mean, apart so from
2: all the coronavirus memes that are just bringing me <laughs> life right now <laughs> or washing your hands, you dirty pig. Um, thank you. The man who plays Eric just wow. Um, but also in terms of there was a girl who realized she was asexual. Yes. And yes. it, she, you know, it took a while of observing to realize that was what she was. And I think, particularly for people who are asexual in fact the opposite spectrum maybe to you guys um it's painful for people because the perception is they should feel like they want the sexy sex all the time and then actually they don't Mm -hmm. and this is completely normal and actually i can go on to have fulfilling emotional relationships with people and know where your tribe is and i think for you guys identifying that was your lifestyle and your joy Mm -hmm. I've observed for you guys over the past couple of years, you've found your tribe, you've found a group of people oh, who have 100%. stepped in in <clears throat> tough times of your life from this community who have helped support you.
1: Which is why it's so hurtful, I think, when people then say, Oh, so you're swingers, so you just like wife swap. <laughs> you're like, Oh, God.
2: And you do still get that, don't I mean, you? I wouldn't want to wife swap with you. I'm not being funny. <laughs> Mr. H is a fantastic cook, but I don't know what you're bringing to the table, to be totally honest. Oh. <gasps> tea maybe tea what what no. make a good cup of tea uh. <laughs> i'm just saying the, the cooking oh no you do a better roast so
0: <laughs> hang on and uh, th- this i i'm slightly confused by what what appears to be a massive insult held at me but i think it's actually held towards my wife no, <laughs> think <laughs> it's it's me. Me.
2: I, I think it's yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would, I'm, I'm saying i wouldn't i wouldn't have mrs h as my wife but i would probably let you cook for me Brilliant every day. It's a complicated, complicated, made. complicated
0: you, you, You've taken what was would would have been a simple situation and made it very, very strange, Dr. Grant. I
2: know. I'm really
0: happy. That's why we
2: have been friends for so long. make <laughs> it um, weird. Yeah, very strange. Going back to
0: Netflix, you Anyways. mentioned um, sex education. Yeah. I also think Big Mouth does a very good job mm-hmm. as well of, of yes. bringing some of these yes. things to life. I think they stumbled a little bit over bisexuality and I think they made a couple of faux pas in there. But... On the whole, as a... Ha, oh, nice. my oh, God. Dear. Can on we just hole. take
1: a moment there to just wheel back some Austin Powers moments there? Because I can't <laughs> move oh, no. on until we've oh, wow. just got, got rid of it.
0: <laughs> right. It uh, feels
1: good. On the, oh, on the whole. All right, fine.
0: But <laughs> broadly, then, <coughs> um, I think they've, they've done a very good job of um, bringing some of these topics to life for in in a fun way and the same as sex education and the more of this stuff there is out there the better it is for people as long as it has a level of factual accuracy and you know helps people think through some of those things and if you can laugh at it as well
1: i hope it's given people a bit of um an opportunity to maybe have conversations with their loved ones that they didn't feel able to as well If if it's out there in the general kind of media and the media are almost Encouraging these these kind of concepts, Big Dick Nick. I, would, Nick. <laughs> I really hope people can now feel a bit of courage and think, okay, well, you know that thing we saw on sex education. Well, that kind of applies to me, and maybe we can have a conversation around it. I think it's. Aren't
2: brilliant. you a head
0: teacher that's refusing to sleep with his wife? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Could you not tell?
0: <laughs>
2: I think, um, interestingly, for me, uh, the, what is being portrayed now in the media in shows like Big Mouth, sex education. That sort of thing is much more positive and much more nuanced than before, and it's Agreed. More accurate. If you look at I'm just thinking about consensual non monogamy. What examples we had before? The only two examples I can think of is like a semi erotic French art house like The Dreamers mm-hmm. and Eyes Wide Shut, which is basically oh, Coca, Copacabana with tits. That's all that is, that film. <laughs> it's weird. Um, some sort of, and that's cult-like it is cultish (laughs) one of us and then the weird old pruny men are banging the nice women and that's all that's happening and that's the pervasive image that you get that's all i remember not a great
1: media portrayal it's not
2: and that's the perception of it and then you also have this litany of pornography Mm. that kids are getting their sex education from nowadays and you know Mr. Grant or his friends or whatever growing up would have a perception of swinging, but they would think nothing in all piling in and laughing at an internet video where people are swapping Mm -hmm. wives and looking at the titillation of it and making it a a big joke and all of that sort of thing. So there's this weird dichotomy between young people and people in general having access to more sex, more porn and more genitals than they could ever want (laughs) from the comfort of their phone. But they feel uncomfortable talking about it or have a perception that it's somehow wrong to actually go and engage about it in a healthy respectful way talking to one another about it i find that very odd just i don't know great points from dr grant there
0: yeah <laughs> I, it, I think the whole sex education system probably needs a bit of a rethink although we are light years ahead of some of our fellow countries out yeah, there no, so I, I think we we do an okay job and certainly when the kids were growing up they had um, some pretty good conversations with their teachers and we had some fairly open conversations with them Um, and there was enough stuff in there that made me feel like they had like at least a decent chat about things but it could always be more it could always be better I think and there's so many things that we could change that would help people later on in life. That would just save so much confusion that that actually it makes sense to do it. So next week I'll be running for Prime Minister, sitting <laughs> at the Bed-Hobbers party.
2: To be honest, you're probably not doing anything less than majority of Prime Ministers have done in their spare time, to be totally honest with you. We <laughs> <laughs> all know what happens in the Billingdon Club, right? So. <laughs> Just with farmyard animals instead, apparently. So, so all I need to be able to do... All is all the freaky sex in, <laughs> in, the, in the parliamentary I think that's ranges. the hypocrisy of it, isn't it? Is that institutionally, there is probably all manner yeah. of sexual deviancy or kinks or whatever going on behind closed doors. Often, many of which, well, we've seen with um Jeffrey Epstein. Institutionalised <laughs> prostitution and pedophilia where people are being procured and they're having these weird sex parties. And somehow you guys as adults consensually having a date with another couple and doing whatever it is that you guys fancy where everyone's adult everyone's happy but that's weird okay we're the ones who have a dirty
1: (laughs) (laughs) finger you should be judged
0: i think the other thing that we all need to bear in mind though is sex sells and and the amount of times mrs h and i have had the conversation about gossip and about rumors and all this sort of stuff actually sex is interesting talk about Oh, and if yeah. and if you don't get to talk about it very often between you and your partner, your spouse or whomever or your friends, then actually if someone comes along and says, hey, did you know that such and such is doing this with them and the, whatever...
1: Is infinitely more interesting than
0: yeah. yeah. No, he never. We never knew they that. said they did what they're going to do that and they're going to beat them up because they're pretty than <laughs> in them. They're yeah. the chin, all that sort of stuff, right? But it's it is it's it's fascinating, I find, and I think you know that sort of stuff powers rumors because it's interesting to talk about. So you know, as much as we you may want to or we may want to destigmatize some of this stuff, actually, it's fascinating to talk about, and you've got to remember that that it's an interesting thing, and mm. and actually, if we were to say, oh, we had this great orgy on the weekend it's actually pretty interesting you know I you know if someone said that to me I'd be like uh, what yeah what what was that what happened uh, that? What? Yeah, yeah. that?" yeah yeah so I, I think there is that that to it and I think you can't ever forget that you know when you look at the press and the media that that talking about the lifestyle and swinging that's always going to sell because it's a it's naughty and it's sexy and it's something that you you don't do yourself normally and and so, uh, well, so maybe gonna, it's
1: because they're secretly just jealous and they want to do it themselves. Well, I think I think
2: um, <laughs> one of the things I've always thought is that if people are talking about how much sex somebody else is having, it's probably because they're not having enough exactly. themselves or enough, more than enough that they want. <laughs> um, and that's often like, you know, that's always the trope of, you know, sexually confident women, for example, going out and you know, getting hers, as is her right. And, um, you know, people going, oh, look at her, she's a right slapper. Like, you know, <laughs> people do it because they hate the idea of someone having sexual agency and going out and actually fulfilling themselves, quite literally, maybe. But they, Sexual it,
0: agency sounds like it would be an amazing film.
2: Oh my God, do you imagine? it be like Kingsman, in,
0: but for sex. And
2: people in trench coats <laughs> just pow, dildo sexual agency. <laughs> I love that. But a lot of the stuff that you guys do as part of your lifestyle actually... People could be doing not literally the swinging bit, maybe, but a lot of the stuff that you guys talk about, particularly with consent, mm-hmm. that sort of structure that you have in place probably should be happening in your standard garden variety sort of Alan Titchmarsh sort of <laughs> very <laughs> middle England sort of no sex, please, we're British. That sort of conversation should be happening in every every area of sexuality. But because you guys, but not gardening. Of, well, I mean, if you want, because <laughs> I'm confused, out, but yeah, <laughs> fine. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's That conversation should be happening at every level of sex. It should. You guys are getting it right because you are so open and so emotionally intelligent with how you communicate with one another and with other couples. You have clear boundaries and you have those conversations (laughs) early doors.
1: I wonder how many people decide to just go and sleep with their colleague at work randomly and have an affair and then before we do that say can I just look at the last time you STI tested please and can we just have a conversation oh, God. About and, and people
2: just aren't doing it as well <laughs> like they're not being safe no, so it's all very well chances are we're being swingers, way more
1: safe and yeah, exactly that.
2: Everyone's saying dirty swingers, but we all know, you know, people go out on a weekend, <laughs> they have too many Jager bombs and then they make some decisions that they later find questionable. Exactly. Are we
0: and talking from experience there, Dr. Grant? No, not very much. Um,
2: <laughs> the rumours about me are not to be believed. Um, but people do that, you know, you look at university culture and... You right know, and then exactly
1: have... i don't think there's many conversations going on about Excuse when was me. the last time you got tested
2: or even are you gonna wear a condom sorry but that's mm-hmm. the fundamental and people aren't asking it nine times out of ten
1: no we're just getting the rocks off because they they just do that if the fact that we're just giving our our particular way of life a title and a <clears throat> a kind of um a concept if you will i said and, that, and that's where people then start going oh god yeah you're swingers like you must be into some pervy shit (laughs) well we're actually very sensible
2: no i mean you might be into some pervy shit but being a (laughs) swing is no precursor to it to be totally honest Um, and that's exactly why i was like yeah yeah yeah, fine um i feel like that wasn't i wasn't being judgmental when you told me i think i was just more you are more sexually open-minded and so
0: no i felt really judged
2: of course you did um (laughs) But for that reason, you would be more open to having that conversation with one another. I think that was the thing. Um, so yeah, it wasn't a it was just a this makes sense for you. I understand yeah. where this is coming from. So
1: one other slight thought I had, not really so much related to um the monogamy opinion of what we do, but it was more a question for Mr. H. Ooh. Uh so it was, I was thinking if if we decided to to stop all this one day. And one of us decided that's it. I can't. I don't want to be um, ethically non-monogamous anymore, and I want to just go back to our our straightforward relationship of just you and I. Mm-hmm. How do you think that would make you feel?
0: Um, so I think at the moment I'm really enjoying the lifestyle that we've got, um, and it's really fun and exciting. Um, but I think if if we've always said that if one of us wants to pull the plug at any time, you know, we absolutely mm. would, and I stand by that. So I think you know. I, I, I'd want the freedom to be able to say that, mm. and I think you'd want that, and we we both would would respect each other uh, each other enough to 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 do that if that was the case. However, I think that at the moment the friends that we've got, the experiences that we've had and are having, actually make it really worthwhile and really add something. I think particularly in you know now that we're in the middle of crisis, fucking central actually it's been a uh, an incredible escapism mm, no, for us I to agree. you know for us to go on adventures and do different things so uh, actually uh, the, the the bit that really makes me want to think that uh, so the 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 only thing i would say is that that we both have to go around with the confidence that that we can pull the plug at any time really and that's the only mm. bit that, that's with me i think if if you wanted to i absolutely would but i would definitely miss it i would definitely miss the friends that we been. not that they'd all be dead to us the second we pulled the plug <laughs> can't but be friends now yeah. To you. Each other. yeah yeah you're all dead to me <laughs> bugger off um but uh, you know and i would miss doing the show and i would miss the the fact that this brings us together for you know a couple of hours a fortnight to to chat away and keep things nice and succinct you know so well, here's
1: a hypothetical one then yeah if we if we for whatever reason weren't together yeah and Ooh, you got into a different sorry <laughs> relationship, would you attempt to, would you attempt to reopen the doors of non-monogamy in a future relationship? Or would you start off with a typical women's girl? I think, off you go.
0: I think I'd want to give a relationship a little bit of time, mm-hmm. um, to build the trust. Because for me, the, the, the trust is the really important bit, um, but I'd be open to having a more open relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I'd want to be a bit selfish for a bit to make sure that if if it is just the two of us, you know, Mrs. Thundercat and I, <laughs> that, that we can oh bloody make Thundercat. it work. I knew
1: she'd come back. Like uh, panthera coming back. And... Oh. She's the bane of my life. She's been around since mm. since the beginning. <laughs> yeah, did you
0: say panthera as well? Panthra, she, yeah, yeah. yeah, she did. Not Chitara. Oh, yeah. Chitara.
2: <laughs> she had banging boobies as well, didn't she?
0: <laughs> I don't think Panthro. Panthro was the dude that had the spikes I on his braces. Oh,
2: I just do dinosaurs. He's the I one
0: that went. Cats. What the fuck's a semouflan? snarf? or whatever it was. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a thing.
2: I like the
1: fact that you know, in your future relationship, you could be getting together with Panthro or Chitara. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: he's, As,
2: he's more open-minded these yeah,
0: days. Yeah, my mind. Or is maybe.
2: But, both, if you're really lucky. But nobody <laughs> yeah. wants. But meanwhile, meanwhile, by the by, is like rubbing their hands, like, hey, it's not, you know, I'm,
0: I've heard. <laughs> it's it's not his hands that he's rubbing. No, that's it's you. not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but he'd never be able to seek out for uh,
0: pizza. Oh, oh, that's a low blow. Oh wow,
1: that's, oh, wow. that
0: hurts. That cuts deep.
1: He'll appreciate me saying it.
0: No, I'm sure he would do. I'm sure. If only you
1: listen to it. If, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm sure that Angela will will go back and tell him about it nonetheless. He
1: mentioned Roadhead. <laughs> Thank you, dear.
0: So, would you give it up? Would your take be?
1: I would miss it mm-hmm. um, as it stands at the moment. The, the amount of enjoyment we get from it and the amount of um, commitment we give to our relationship anyway. Um, I don't think we'd suffer if we gave it up because I think we're we're very strong.
0: We'd find other adventures, I suspect.
1: I was going to say, yeah, I think we'd probably have to find an adventure of sorts because I think we've both loved what that's brought to us, Mm. if if that makes sense. And the sense of adventure is what really sort of brought us into this. You know, wanting something that we can go off together and, and it would enhance what we have. It's been amazing. So I think... I, yeah I would miss it, but absolutely I could I could walk away from it if it was what you wanted.
0: Mm. What about drinking? Could you walk away from that?
1: Fuck off! No. <laughs> 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 Although I'm being very good this week and not drinking. <laughs> remember, oh, I have observed this. I have a question for Doctor Grant then. Oh okay. What would you say then if Mister Grant turned round and said, "Well, Doctor Grant, how, uh, how how do you fancy giving this non-monogamy a while then?"
2: Mm, it's interesting. I'd like to know his rationale behind it, just oh, yeah. because I, for me, it just, just in a non-judgmental, just where I am in my life, I know that consensual monogamy is just not for me as a person. I feel emotions and relationships exceptionally deeply, and when I have my lobster, that's it, and I mm. kind of, I'm there. Um, so I. I can't share him. No, I can't share because I I commit myself wholly to one person. It's just the way I'm wired and I think that's how I understand mm-hmm. consensual non-monogamy is I'm just wired to be monogamous. It's yeah. just the way I am whether it was mm-hmm. nature or nurture it's just how I am. Um so I think if you enter into a relationship with me I put my cards on the table quite early with regards to that. So I would question his rationale for feeling that way and whether there was something I wasn't giving him in the relationship or he was unhappy for him to then feel that way yeah interesting um because I think we all feel pressure we all feel a certain expectation to perform a certain way I am distinctly remembering particularly of an incident that happened at my hen party where I started ha, questioning ha, some bits. Ha. I remember um, that very well Dr. To Mrs. H, which we're not going to go into for fear of shaming someone else but um That was hilarious. <clears throat> I questioned in a prosecco inebriated state that things that my friends <laughs> would do sexually for other people I perhaps was not as comfortable doing and is this a service I should be offering on my menu. Um, like like I just roll it out. Hello, this is this evening's selection. I um, <laughs> like to start on the breasts.
0: Um, I like to think it's more like um, an airplane. <laughs> like You know, you can have the uh, tuna or the chicken. <laughs>
2: there ain't no tuna
1: going on. There's no vegetarian option, <laughs> I'm afraid. Mine. Sorry. Thank you very much. Um, but that's, that's interesting, though, what you said, because one of the things, when we entered into this, it didn't occur to me at any point, and maybe it should have done, that neither one of us was giving the other what we needed. It didn't occur to me once that, you're not sated or, you know, I'm I'm not giving you what you need. And and in the same way I didn't ever think, um, but you don't give me enough. I really don't.
0: I remain so quiet on this bit. But,
1: but I have think we very I quiet. That's you?
2: maybe why you guys <laughs> were doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Because you guys that was enhancing, me. you weren't missing anything. Whereas for me as a monogamous person mm. and somebody I identify as monogamous, but that somebody, would be your
1: underlying fear. That, that would be you're my not fear
2: is that I'm I'm not enough or that why um, does he want to go he's out of love with me or he's bored or he's because mm. interestingly, what Mr. H said a, a few minutes ago about the open relationship. How many times have we heard? Oh, we're in an open relationship, in inverted commas, as a means for somebody in the relationship to justify them mm. stepping outside that relationship for something they perceive they're not getting. You know,
0: they, but they may the, well need that. So, if you take the world of kink, for example, service true. tops are mm. are very popular because they do provide a service to which someone can't get elsewhere.
2: And I think it all depends on the consent and the boundary of that relationship. And mm. I think that's what's important is when you enter into that relationship. Okay, what's your thing? What's your boundary? If you think actually this is something I think will enhance our relationship, then fantastic, that's for you. But for me, mm. as a monogamous person, I'm sort of like, okay, well, if I've set my stall out quite early in terms of what I like and what I don't like, and they've done that with me, what's yeah. changed? What's what's shifted that dynamic? Whereas you guys grew towards this more organically. I agree, although... No, she
0: just kept roofing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> although you have,
1: you have touched on something there, but we, we talked about it recently, I think, uh, with LV, uh, Lord Voldemort, mm-hmm. actually, and he, he asked the question, and we, we've discussed it before as a group, is there, are there things that you do in your non-monogamous relationship that you wouldn't do as a couple or that you seek elsewhere perhaps so for example do you do you look elsewhere to to get um sexual experiences that maybe your partner won't do or doesn't want to do with you Hmm. and we had this great conversation didn't we about it
0: was a very quick conversation because we're both on the same page broadly we we
1: were but i i seem to recall us having a conversation before and you know, I think Vanilla Ice piped up with the, well, sure, if, you know, someone wants to do this for LV and I don't want to do it, crack on. Whereas I had a very different view and I was actually quite keen to make it clear that if if I didn't want to do something
2: with you, I didn't expect you to go and get that from someone else. I would actually be quite offended in the sense that without being rude for me that would mean that that other person is providing a level of intimacy right that i don't have with my partner does that make sense i think
1: you brought in a few unwanted feelings of jealousy for me or had the capacity to bring in some from. some fear mm. that maybe oh if i can't provide something or won't provide something then and he finds it somewhere else what if he likes it so much that that then unravels us a little bit
0: i think i think I get where you're coming from on yeah. it. I, I can understand both points on this because I think if someone is in, in the lifestyle and say, for example, the woman doesn't like having anal or doesn't mm-hmm. like rimming her fellow or they all seem to be butt related for some reason. They really do. But, but those Feels are the, good on
2: w- the w- whole the, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> back to the butt again to <laughs> last week's episode or last, last time's episode, but uh, you know, and they, and their partner is happy for them to get that from somewhere else. Yeah. Then I get that that's a, that's fine but they have to be fine with that. I think for us, our parameters are really set around. That. I don't think there's anything that, that we'd want people to do that that we wouldn't do ourselves broadly. So I, I, I can't think of any examples that are coming off the top of my head. There may be skilled things that people can do, for example, mm-hmm. like deep throating. I know you right? Yeah, Mrs. Zay, you she has such a tiny throat. It's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: great gag reflex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: So you can't do that. No. But I don't think you're that bothered if someone can
1: not really i'm yeah. not really that bothered if i can do it or not anymore yeah it I mean, does
2: retching do it for men i don't know well, well, I mean, but i was actually quite
1: intrigued to see what it would do for you if i'm honest and and i managed to quell that level of um insecurity and gentle levels of jealousy that i couldn't do it and thought all right well let's see what you know if it's something that's a real deal breaker for him
0: but i think the other thing that we we haven't mentioned, and and this goes predates our sort of lifestyle conversations. I remember we 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 hauled up in a um a little Italian restaurant one night. Poor waiter that served us. I must remember have had that a, night. We know, got
1: absolutely fucking hammered. We did,
0: but we we, <laughs> we had a great
1: conversation. Great though.
0: conversation about. Everything that we wanted to do with each other, that we were really interested in, and actually swinging wasn't part of the conversation no, this then. this was before this, swinging. You're this, right. Then this yeah. was all about you know, hey, what what we're interested in, what what we what we like, and we we kind of we've done this a number of times over the years where we've just been absolutely honest about what fantasies do we have, what what do we want to try, and what do we want to give a go, and yeah. and actually that that framed framed us up really nicely to to go and try those things, see what works, what doesn't. And that that informed a lot of what we're after in the lifestyle in a way, because we've kind of gone, okay, okay, this is what's acceptable. This is what we're good with this is stuff that might be special and only between us mm-hmm. and, and the rest of it is, is open. So I think, you know, but it was that, that one night that we had in a little Italian where we, we went through it all and kind of,
1: I remember feeling really, really excited. Not, not in a dodgy way, but excited. Not, that why, I, why was, are we dodgy? I was able to have a conversation um, with someone that I loved so much and wanted to spend my life with and already knew that you were my soulmate. And I was just so like, um, riding a high I guess that so I was having this conversation with someone who was prepared to at least explore these things with me even if they just turned out to be nothing at least we could go away and do
0: it and there is something about that night that I do remember and that, <laughs> was that, that, that night I did have pizza and I remember, it was a <laughs> Italian fennel sausage pizza which is amazing wow. and we also had sex so I'm just putting that out there oh, <laughs> oh, you had
2: sex after pizza? Yeah. Oh collect your medals sir. I right. know right? <laughs> so you're just trying to debunk that myth that you are. No no you no, no. just Wanted to get that in there that he, he did carbohydrates and still performs actually afterwards instead of lying there in a sweaty coma like <laughs> the majority of us do afterwards. There we when go. you have that, you know, when you're sort of over 30 when you're like, well, we can have sex first, but if we have carbs, we definitely can't have sex after because I'm going to be too bloated and sleepy.
0: <laughs> don't know what you're talking about, Dr. Brown. Don't <laughs> know, don't know what don't you're lie. talking about. <laughs> Mrs. H, did you have any other questions for our delightful guest?
1: Not really. I think we've managed to cover most of the things as we went along and most of the questions I had we pretty much as I thought we would we just picked them up anyway
0: so what you're saying is that you, no. internally you were right and yes. no
1: <laughs> correct <laughs> affirmative right. confirmed. <laughs> I love being right well, number it really happens I never get to say it live on air I'm right
0: oh, good I'm I'm very proud of you um that Dr. Crowell is there anything that you'd like to ask us or anything you'd like yeah. to say while you're well I,
2: I don't know I think it's um I did have something to ask you actually. Oh, Mm -hmm. come. So, interestingly, you guys were talking about would you ever step away from the lifestyle? Which Mm -hmm. is actually very early doors, Mrs. H and I had that conversation about were you ready? Were you happy to go into this lifestyle? I just want to make sure you're okay. And I think the first question was was, are you both getting tested and being safe? Of course you were, but I have to do the Mm -hmm. mum chat um
0: making us show you our test results was a bit mumsy yeah
2: <laughs> with my white coat on
0: a plus for efforts. Yeah,
2: well done guys just practicing
0: <laughs> just put, on bananas
2: puts um, on
0: the rubber glove and put some yeah. lube on it right yeah. checks
2: you know, checks. i didn't know why you had to do that yeah all right making Miss h cough <laughs> um so yeah so i wanted to make sure that was okay and also that you both had an out that you both were comfortable in that if you you dipped a toe in and you were like no i don't like this that actually you mm-hmm. were confident enough to step away my question to you guys, because you've touched on it before in the podcast, is, is there a shelf life to swinging? Because I made a joke earlier this evening oh, about did. one of you popping your <laughs> hip out um, <laughs> when you're any swingers in your race and whether this is ultimately a, a lifelong lifestyle and whether you get many older swingers in the scene. But also in the podcast you've talked about <laughs> in the swinging community, there is a perception of people who've maybe had one too many goes in the merry-go-round, which I find deeply (laughs) ironic, by the way, for a community of sex-positive people who like to sleep with each other, that there's a perception that you can do too much (laughs) of a good thing. Um, And so that whether all of this combines to, is there a shelf life? Is there a, a, a finite amount of time that you can enjoy this lifestyle? Do you think you could... Oh, they swingers in their 90s. Please write in and tell Mr. and Mrs. H because I'd love to know. <laughs> Who are the oldest? They will have to physically
0: there? write in because they haven't figured out yeah. email yet. <laughs> sorry, guys. Send I'm a really telegram.
2: sorry. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah, it, maybe it's in the Guinness <laughs> World Book of Sex Records. I don't know. it oh, must be. There must be. Well,
0: so we went to... It. Well, there must be. But we went to a party where with a group of people in their 70s, I think, yes, that was did. still... that got together and went on holidays together.
1: Regularly went did they away. And, and, as, yeah, as, yeah, yeah. Yes, they did. Good for them. Exactly. And I felt relieved that actually you still want to have sex in your seventies for one. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, because it's you know why I mean, things you? have got
2: to start shriveling? And uh, <laughs> biologically, I it's harder. I isn't would
1: it? hope, but I can continue to enjoy a, an active sex life with Mr H until I'm too old to, you know, put my own teeth in. But
2: <laughs> I mean, sometimes that helps if you take them out. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> pop them in a jar. Um,
1: I think. I mean, we we obviously know some older swingers yeah brilliant and you know they have no intentions of giving it up but but uh, equally do people maybe think that it's unbecoming of the older um, well, generation to to be doing that i don't know
0: oh fuck what everyone else thinks I think, <laughs> you know i think we've we've gladly decided that we're going to try and not not pay attention to what everyone else says. We're going
1: says. to grow old disgracefully, aren't plus, we?
0: Plus, the world is changing. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've got to set examples to all those young uns coming up through the through the process. Mm-hmm. I think the, the other thing is, is that actually is, you know, don't forget that as you grow older, so do all your your friends and whatever that you've made along mm-hmm. the way. So, you know, we're all in this boat together. Um, but, we'll be but, but playing
1: that's... some weird game of sex bingo together. <laughs> <laughs> Sh- sex
2: shuffleboard. <laughs>
0: sort of a weird cruise ship. <laughs> I bet cruises become a lot more interesting.
2: If you're swinging, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I, you know, I think there probably is a, a point of which, you know, physical things don't work as well as they should do. I think that's just a reality of growing older. But actually the, the community and friends and whatever, I you know, I think that can go on for as long as you can keep moving realistically. So sweet. But um, you know, it'd be interesting. I'd I'd love to hear if there's any sort of. Well, in fact, while we were doing the TV show, we met a a lady that was (gasps) um, in her late sixties, and she Mm. she'd had a long. In fact, she'd been on Jeremy Kyle. Yeah. And wow, uh, lived to tell the tale. tale. And and lived to tell the tale. I believe she offered Jeremy a blowjob.
2: She did, or someone asked (laughs) to.
0: I wouldn't have done. I like (laughs) Jazza. Uh, yeah oh, wow. no, no. No, no it's no. a
1: hard no no, no. I, I actually like jessa
0: yeah anyway moving swiftly onwards so she'd um apparently gone through a number of years in a sort of pretty bad marriage and without any sex mm. and then got to a certain age that i, I don't know wh- how that relationship had ended but she decided to you know what i'm going to be a swinger Make and a porn star time. and yeah
1: and good for her yeah
0: and and, and cracked on so at, i think 67 or so yeah. she was she was making she was the amazing. best of life yeah so she was lovely to talk to. She was clearly having a lot of fun. So She um, was having
2: a great time. Yeah. Clearly, oh, oh, really? yeah. Wow. But then I like that. I like that when people hit their retirement and then just find their joy and <laughs> just want to go and...
0: I think uh, quite a few people had found her joy. her joy. Her joy. Yeah,
2: now I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I'm
2: there> learning <laughs> every day, guys. Um,
0: <laughs> then they found her end joy.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so do you think off the back of that then, so we've established age... Is there a limit to because you talked about this and I was really like, oh, like confused Mm -hmm. about this perception of there being a limit to because you get raid, you talk about sort of being verified by people in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, well, a long time ago, you touched on the fact that there are the perception of some couples in the lifestyle who have maybe, yeah, had too many partners is that a thing it
0: can be so
1: well i think you opened this episode by by talking about the fact that some people just are in it for sex like lots of sex as much as they can get i think
0: there there is definitely certain swathes of the the swinging population that don't like to play with people that have played with lots of people Mm -hmm. and i think when you when you start it's probably one of those easy traps to fall into to think oh my god they've played with so many people and that can be quite intimidating in a way you you know but it also can put you off and that oh my god they're so and they've had so many people get their hands and because, also like
2: a hygiene thing like,
0: well yeah um, so, but but the reality is is that that actually um it doesn't really matter but okay. it, but getting your head into that space you know, I think when we when we started, we we naturally sort of shied away from people who were super experienced because we thought we're going to we're, we were just terrified naturally going to fuck this <laughs> up and make a complete twat of ourselves. But fortunately, we managed to find people that hadn't played too many times and make a twat of ourselves with them instead.
2: And they, I mean, that's much like your teenage years, isn't it? You just stick stick to a wheelhouse of people who don't know you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and then kind of expand from there. Training they? bra couples, yeah, yeah, yeah training really. bra couple, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, training penis, yeah, that's what we call it. Is <laughs>
1: I'm not. I'm not actually massively put off by the number of partners that people have or... Hang on. Uh, Hang on. I know where you're going with this. So uh, what I was going to say was, I think actually people have a lot of sex generally, whether they're in a a non-monogamous relationship or not. Because, you know, why why should it really matter as long as you're safe and as long as, you know, you're upfront and honest with people. So I'm not really... Put off now by maybe people having you know lots and lots of verifications, and it doesn't actually always mean that they're they're active with them as well. It could but just mean socially we've met them.
0: There yeah. is a maturity to it because yeah. I think back to our on the plane conversation <laughs> where we that talked conversation. about conversation. that conversation, the numbers, game. The numbers conversation.
2: Oh, yeah. That's number one. That <laughs> co- I love that chat. Well, then <laughs> that happens in every relationship. Surely you have the chat,
0: but it, mm-hmm. so so you have the chat. But actually, yeah. I think you know. It, in a more mature environment and a, with a m- more mature person, it's probably easy. It doesn't matter, does it? So Realistically. I shouldn't have
1: kept saying, that's was, number
2: wang. Was yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. Kill the boss right 1,008, <laughs>
0: 1,009. One that's like, number
2: wang. Yeah. Hang on, I found this notebook here from
0: 1985.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh wait, I have a ear. tattoo on the
1: small of my back. You might want to check how
2: many what, lines are there. What Dave was here.
0: Yeah. Um, Dave, and they just put notches after every Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And Dave. Ch- Chaz and Dave
0: was here. <laughs> Deep 80s. <laughs> Rabbit. Anyway, um, so I remember having that conversation and, and not being mature enough to handle it and absolutely panicking. And, and for me, it was a level of I didn't think that I would be enough for you, Mrs. H, because of the amount of people that you'd slept with. So I was worried that I could never measure up to that many penises and that many people and have that Mm -hmm. level of skill. I was just
1: looking for the right one.
0: Well, yeah, and and I know that now. And then I
2: found it, and then now I've got more. Now you loan it out.
0: (laughs) Now you've got some more.
2: I think that's (laughs) true in all, all relationships. I mean, I remember having that conversation with Mr. Grant and him being... Not surprised, but like almost like, oh, my number's like considerably more than you, sort of thing. And I was like, well, that's no measure of quality. I and I remember saying to him, but you went in relationships with these, these, and these people, and this is one that stand that you can't remember, and this is this. But actually, I've been in long term relationships for. Four years here, three years here. So statistically, I've probably had more sex than you, sunshine. And so, you know, over to you, chuckles. But you know, but but I don't understand that this idea that that m- numbers is a measure of quality it or really a measure isn't. of intimacy. Unless is. you
0: survey them afterwards and we, and we, and you've got like some graphs to back On it up. A
2: scale of one to ten. How much did you enjoy the? Blood I'll get from back Mrs. in H touch today? with them all and uh,
1: ask them how they felt. we Wasn't there a it? documentary where that guy did that? He he got back in touch with all his Guilty did, ask them why they were like, dumped him. You were
2: a swine, that's why.
1: And some of those conversations were really awkward.
0: It, it was basically a load of women telling him, You're a bit of a cunt, really, aren't you? Yeah, you,
1: you I, were just a massive, colossal twat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh,
0: wow.
2: Yeah, yeah the emotional maturity of my seven year old nephew. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know, I just think it's, uh, I think but a lot of the questions that you guys raise in your lifestyle are endemic to just sex as a whole and you guys are just more open about talking about it Mm -hmm. um and i think that generally speaking in the uk people don't talk about sex as openly as they should do or when they do it's something salacious or Mm -hmm. someone's trying to sell something or you know you always question that don't you what they're even sex experts they're trying to Sexperts. 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 Tracy Cox, I'm looking at you. <laughs> That's not your real name. Um but like someone like that go on this morning, but they're just they're selling it because people are gonna tune in and they're gonna talk about it and then Twitter's gonna go off and they're gonna get their clickbait and their likes and stuff like that. Clickbait. Twitter's gonna go off. It's gonna go off because I'm down <laughs> with the kids. In it fam. This is um, lit. Yeah, <laughs> fire. I think that's mm. what kids say. Lit. I think is that, so, is that what know. the Twittons say? Yeah, something. But <laughs> they're not having a meaningful conversation about it. They're just selling it, and you're completely right. It does sell, doesn't it? So, and that's why people are interested. So it does. When the rumors uh, came about about uh, Mrs. H, Mr. H, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Um, it was just. It was just. Oh, this is interesting. Let's talk about it because we don't understand it, and so let's make up some stuff. And as soon as you actually understand what it is, it's no longer that interesting to talk about. Well, right. when you when you like start fessing up to people and started going, yeah, and, and what <laughs> and what do you want to know? The overwhelming reaction was, oh, 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 because no, no, we're right you weren't then. denying it. So it's not no, I spent spacious. four hours
0: on a train explaining, answering every question that you could think of. That's Which was, but that was fun. I don't mind that, and I'd rather present this in the in the right light. It's funny that you say sex sells, though, and and this will be my final Jerry Springer like thought of the day, probably. <laughs> kind of yeah, um, in the, the the amount of people that uh, probably downloaded this podcast in the hope of hearing some sex or some sexy I'm so stories, sorry. and have come across a philosophical debate over um the lifestyle and numbers and swinging and all sorts <laughs> of things.
2: I'm a very boring person in my real life.
0: This is true. She is. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Mrs H, anything to add? No,
1: I think we've we've uh, thrashed it out, opened the Pandora's box of all the the stigmas that exist, which is ironic to debunk some of them.
2: That's what I call my vagina <laughs> stigma. Pan- no, Pandora's oh. box.
0: <laughs> stigma the dump.
2: St- <laughs> <laughs> it's I like call Mr Grant's arsehole,
0: So <laughs> <I can't. laughs>
1: well, on that note, I think I might just thank everyone for hopping into our beds
0: hang on you can say that now but we we haven't said thank you to our guest
1: um thanks oh bloody rude it's terrible
0: isn't it it's just such a bad situation (laughs) set
2: off the raptors when you're not looking mate
0: (laughs) cough (laughs)
1: cough
2: It's been a pleasure, Dr. Grant. Oh, well, thank you for having thank me. It's you. been really fun. Thank
0: mm-hmm. you for not hopping into our bed, Dr. Grant. <laughs> That's
2: all right. Oh, we appreciate um, you don't want to. The running joke is always, yeah. Mr. H uh, uh, was like, have you changed your mind? No, no, uh, I'm still <laughs> still monogamous, but thank you for the offer. I don't think I've ever
0: that. asked you if you've changed your mind.
2: Really? No, no, the, I, th- I the, seem to remember I drunkenly could... driving you in a car a few times yes, and you were doing that... your one of us.
0: Uh, yes. that, that night when Mrs. H said, give um, Dr. Grant uh, like a six <laughs> out of ten. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what just send up the send up the flare, see what happens. Yeah, so she, she goes for it. Well, I was a bit merry as well, so I was like, just me, it's just, just really wind up just,
1: just And then she was there. I really love my husband. I really love my husband. Don't say it to me. <laughs> I was just like, this is so weird. I'm trying to drive down a. We're dual repeating it way. like a mantra all the way down the road. <laughs>
2: weird guys.
0: I mean, I only turned it up to Christy Berg, so I don't know what you're worried yeah, about. Burke, what lady we in we're red.
1: just poking the bear. We never know. since so anyone asked if you wanted
0: to dance. <laughs>
1: But oh, she gave us a lift, so. Yeah. Oh, She's a good egg.
2: Oh, Dr. Grant's taxi service. <laughs> she is. Well, oh, thank you, Dr. Grant. Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Well, we, we ended ages ago. Oh, you did No, I was, was that. No, no, we're still recording, but oh, it was, I was yeah, going to use the end bit as the, the oh, comedic, end, the comedic section, end section, which we're still recording on now anyway. So, oh, uh, oh, you know, we can... Nice hi everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, it's more by everyone now since... Uh, we'll, we'll just fade this off into the, to the darkest background. So thank mm. you for staying with the bed hoppers uh, podcast if you'd like to email us it's at at gmail gmail.com and if you'd like to find us on fab swingers weird. we are at bed hoppers and on twitter we are bed sucks so, uh, <laughs> thank you very much